we joke about 30 second elevator pitch. Most people don't work on that. Most people don't work on, they want to network, but they have never sat down and really learned how to do that the right way. Welcome to Creating Community with Dorian and Jake, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and other interesting people together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey. And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Marketing and 1820 Coffee House in the heart of Alvin, Texas. Our goal with this podcast is to showcase the amazing people, businesses, and organizations we have in and around Brazoria County. So if you know someone who should be highlighted, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com to let us know. Today, we are at the Pearland Commerce Center in Pearland, Texas. Zomad Boutique in the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce are sponsors of this podcast. You can learn more about both of them later on in the show. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is produced by 1820 Marketing, and you can catch previous episodes at 1820marketing.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcast app. In this episode, we're chatting with Jim Johnson, President CEO of the Pearland Chamber of Commerce. Jim, thanks for coming on the show. Guys, thanks for having me. So I'm curious, you grew up in the area, but you went, you, you were telling us you went to work in Lufkin. How did you get involved in Chamber World? And I say that because Chamber World is a very specific It's different niche. than everything else. Right. Um, and it's one of those things like I didn't really even know existed till I was in my thirties. In it yourself? Yeah. Until yeah. I was in it myself. And so how did, how did you get your start in this? Yeah. It, I find it interesting. We'll see if anybody else does after, after <laughs> yes, this podcast. Yeah. Um, in, when I was at college, I was working in tourism. I actually drove a glass bottom boat and told people about a endangered species in San Marcos, Texas. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. College town. Yeah. So I enjoyed the part of telling people about when they'd come in, where else they could go to see an attraction or eat in a restaurant. And during that, I met the San Marcos Convention and Visitor Bureau, the CVB, and they told me, hey, that's what they do every single day. They talk to people about where to go, tourism, all those fun factors. Yeah. So after college, I was dead set on working in tourism at the time. I worked in hotels for about five years while I still explored the career. And in 2011, an opportunity came up here at the Pearland Chamber who at the time managed the Pearland Convention and Visitor Bureau. So the building oh, was the chamber okay. and the CVB. So I slid into responsibility here where my main focus was membership for the business side. It was a different division than the CVB. Always had an interest in that CVB and thought someday I'd slide into that division here yeah. at the chamber. Over time, I realized I enjoyed talking to businesses about where they should go for customers and where they should learn about the opportunities to be better in what they did, opposed to talking to visitors about where they should go eat or what hotels they yeah. should stay at. So I stayed within that division for, uh, so really kind of shifted from a CVB side to a chamber side and made a career out of it. So 11, this month marks 11 years in the industry. Um, enjoyed wow. every aspect of it. It's, it's a fun yeah. career opportunity. And so you left... Airland in 2015, I think. You yes, said. sir. And you went to Lufkin. Yep. Uh, was the role president? Yeah. There? So I, I, it was a final role here at the Pearland Chamber in 2015 was their vice president. I oversaw membership, governmental relations, and part of our business retention plan. Uh, got a phone call about the opportunity in Lufkin. Had never spent time in East Texas, uh, but went up there and it was a fantastic opportunity running a very successful chamber. And we did that for about less than three years. Yeah. Okay. And so 
I think when people transition, sometimes the interesting thing is you're transitioning because, or chambers, businesses, whatever. Um, it sounds, you're either making an A and A plus or you're trying to make a D into an A. Yeah. And it sounds like you're coming from an A, or trying to make Lufkin A to an A plus. What were some, what were some of the things they were doing successfully? Yeah. You know, Lufkin, you know, Lufkin had been a chamber that was a, uh, fast approaching a hundred years in existence when I went up there. Um, a U.S. Chamber has an a independent accreditation process that rates you uh, from three, four, or five stars, and five stars being the best. It was already a five star accredited. Uh, had a foundation underneath it, successful leadership programs for adults and juniors in high school. Um, so it was really, you know, to go to an, an opportunity where it was an existing chamber that had a good foundation. Uh, I was taken over for a, a wonderful president. I'd been there for 20 plus years, but brought a, you know, a different eye set on things and allowed us really to refocus a little bit on some of our economic development initiatives and really just be a membership focused organization to serve our community. Yeah. Well, you said you received a phone call or you talked on the phone. So how does that come about? So you said you've never been to East Texas. No. Yet somehow you get a phone call to Pearland to say that Lufkin is looking for somebody that you might yeah. fill the bill for. How's so that happen? Phone call was a recruiter, actually. And to be candid, I still to this day don't know how he got my name. So lucky that somebody in the industry thought I was a good next opportunity for me. Uh, reached out to me, you know, did my research and went through their process. And yeah. so they had hired a search firm uh, to do their, ne- locate their next okay. president and CEO. And that's nice. how that phone call came. He always said it was something on our website that brought him to our attention. I remember at the time lo- looking at our website, I said, I don't know what you saw and on the were website. You, you and know? were you responsible for what was no, there? No, not at all. So <laughs> okay. I had no idea where that came from, but it was a, you know, it was a true, true blessing across the board. Yeah. So what is, I think we've had this conversation with Carrie with the Alvin Manville chamber, but I love TN up uh, CEOs. Why is the chamber <laughs> of commerce important? You know, great question. I get that daily in what I do. Um, I'm going to take a little longer approach at this and say, yeah, and for, I will say I'm saying, I'm asking you because I'm a proponent. Oh yeah. yeah. This yeah, isn't yeah, a yeah, trick question. It's no, not a trick question. No. And so, you know, there's a couple different answers I give to this. I, I start off by telling people chambers were established in the 1500s. Um, they were established in France actually. And it wasn't because of ribbon cuttings or parades or pageants. It was a whole bunch of ship merchants that realized their channel was too shallow. And they came together and said, if we make this ship channel deeper, a deeper channel means bigger boats. Bigger boats mean more commerce and trade. Uh, and that's why we were established. Um, it was not for the an individual interest of one business, but for the greater good of the community. And throughout centuries, um, first chamber of the United States was in the late 1760s before we signed the Declaration of Independence. Uh, before Texas was a free state, uh, free country, it was there's a chamber in the Houston area. So we have a long history in the world of empowering and improving our community. Um, and I think as an organization, if you recognize that, yes, there are the individual opportunities where most businesses, vast majority are looking to be visible in a very crowded market so they can become credible. So when a person makes a decision, they look at them for growth. That's the easy part of what we do. And I can talk to 80% of our businesses about that. But at the same time, that other 20, that 80, 20 rule of recognizing that what we're doing to empower our community, to be essential for our community 
over decades of whether it was the chamber helping establish an economic development corporation in the 1990s that has allowed for multiple large targeted employers to move into our area, mm-hmm. whether it's our roles in 07 to get the entire county away from a, uh, a ID card to buy alcohol at a restaurant and to allow wine sales at grocery stores, which allow HEB to come in at 518 and 288 and now another HEB a little bit further south that'll be open up in the Manville area. You know, those things that we did, you know, over time has empowered our community to make us mm-hmm. better where businesses of all sizes see success. But the, the challenge is, is that we haven't done a good job of telling our story. Um, you know, 1940s, 50s, everybody came back from World War II and that we approach of the community shifted to an I approach of individual businesses. There's nothing wrong. You should be self-promoting of what you do. Sure. You want yeah. customers. Um, and that became somewhat of our model. Um, and that's a challenge because when you're focused on one individual, you, you could lose sight of the we collective. And so yeah. um, I, I word it like this, and it's something that we've embedded into what we're doing is we no longer want to be relevant to business. And what I mean by that is you guys – a marketing company. You don't want to be a relevant marketing company. We want to be essential to community. And you'll hear me say that over yeah. and over. So, cause if we're essential to community, Jake, I don't have to tell them why they need to be a member because yeah, exactly. they see what we're doing in our community. Yeah. And so what was the process like? Cause I almost said you're newly appointed, uh, newly hired. Cause you started in July here in Pearland. What was that process like? Cause I know when Carol announced, hey, yeah, when, Carol, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, Carol announced her resignation um, or her retirement, uh, not resignation. She announced her retirement in January of 2021. But uh, the chamber board was was proactive in recognizing that they needed to have a plan in place. So once January came around, they had a job posting within a couple of weeks. They had already established the uh, within the volunteer leadership who was going to be a part of the decision making. So that hiring board. Um, and so from January, they had a job posting and by April, they were doing interviews. They had allowed about 60 days for adequate applications to come in because they were looking for certain qualifications. Sure. Interviewed during April, May 18th. I remember getting the final offer letter. The only reason I know that, that's my anniversary. So it'll be one of those days <laughs> it always holds. Nice. I was at dinner with my wife having our anniversary dinner and finally got the final offer letter. And you Happy know, anniversary. It was. <laughs> you know, we were excited to come back to this area. Um, so, Okay. And I should say... Your wife is from the area as well. So you had mentioned before we started recording that it was one of the benefits was coming back to be near family and things like that. What were some of the challenges that you've experienced, right? There's always a challenge. There's always positive. There's always negative. What's something that, what's something that you saw? Oh, that's different. Yeah. Especially haven't been here five years ago. I I think when I went to, and you're going to hear me use community and it's not just because it's a buzzword that I like to use. It really defines our philosophical approach. And as a business organization, we have been very business-minded and a membership-based organization. You have to be, a a lot of what we do is for our members, Mm -hmm. uh, our 650 members that we have. But at the same time, like any sort of outreach that you do within your organizations or your your nonprofits, there's that part that we are empowering and getting involved with our community. And I think we hadn't historically done that as much as we could have. Uh, doing things for people because we see the benefit of helping all businesses and not just our chamber members. And then indirectly or directly, hopefully we get them to be a part of the chamber. It's like, sure, yeah. I, I use churches, you know, church does a lot of things in the community they want to get people to come to church on Sunday, but 
you know, if they're helping their community, that's the, the end game. So mm-hmm. right. that's kind of where we're at in the middle. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you tell a new business that was coming in that decided to join the chamber? How do they get the most out of their membership? It's a, that's a great question. I think onboarding of, of businesses is the vital part of success. You know, we, we have to be careful in what we start off the conversation with because we need to make sure we understand why they joined. Right. And again, most of them are joining for growth. I mean, however you define it, it right. it's on that. You know, but if we start spitting off all the opportunities to be visible uh, and they're saying, listen, I run my coffee shop from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Why are we talking about anything right now between seven and four? Their, right. their focus is yeah. their business. So let's Plus talk you've about, got 650 members, like you said. Right. So. Yeah. So we need to start talking about what educational opportunities that can tap into that maybe are a remote access on that. And what are we doing after four? Um, where can we come to their business and bring customers into their area? Yeah. So I hate saying it's not one answer because I think we try to do a good job of, of tailoring the experience. Now we're going to tell you every, all the other things we do, the 150 plus events and committee meetings we do every year. We'll talk about that too. We'll talk about how we advocate for you. But at the end of the day, we need to understand what your expectations are of us. It's like coming into a restaurant and wanting shrimp and realizing you're at a burger place. You know, there's yeah. if you're if you're not managing on that end, you're never going to reach that. <laughs> so right. that's, that's fascinating to me because I've, I've been in other meetings with other chambers and uh, having worked for the Alvin Manville one years ago, mm-hmm. you get in these meetings and, and you hear that. And a lot of the number of responses that I would hear was we're going to do what we've always done. Yeah. And we're going to tell people about all the ways they can volunteer. All like, the things we can do for you. Right. Yeah. But you're right. If I'm, if I'm killing myself 12 hours a day at my business, the last thing I want to do is figure out how to add another two hours on so figure I can volunteer. Out a way to get in. I agree that that's a way to grow your business, you know, and you got to kind of figure out how to word that. But the, the number of times I heard, well, what we've always done is like, oh man, that's. Well, yeah, it's the expression. You have to be there to get something out of it. And if that's our model yeah. as an organization, and we're not going to be around very much longer, you know, because I mean, I'm happy if 20% of my members show up in a month, which, you know, that's, that's our metric for engagement. We want to see 20% of our members every month, regard, yep. you know, but guess what? That means 80% didn't show up to something. Right. So, you know, it's made, we had to make sure but that as long 80, as it's a different 80% each time. Right. right yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, our in game, yeah. I think is 75% on the year to see uh, at an event or program yeah. or committee meeting. Um, but yeah, check, that's a, a great point on that. And, you know, you, you, have to tailor the experience to meet what they need. Um, we have to evolve in that. We have to ensure that there's a digital library out there in this day and age. You, uh-huh. you can't have everything in person. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and some of those little factors on that end to really impact the businesses in a positive way. Yeah. Well, you've kind of said it in Broadway, but what are some individual events that you do that people that are thinking of joining or people that have joined can participate in that would help them stay involved with what's going on? Yeah. You know, I, I, what, what one event do I promote the most to an individual? And I always start off with ribbon cuttings and, and it's a, it's a, it's a dual edged sword. Cause be like, Oh, my ribbon cutting. I, I don't want you to go I, I'm, do your own ribbon cutting, go to someone else's. And the reason I tell people that is if you wanted a half hour of access to decision makers within a company, mm-hmm. where yes. you're going to hear directly from the owner manager about what they do and you get the opportunity to introduce yourself in a warm setting where they are, excited to see people that's the event to go to their ribbon cutting they're yeah. someone else's ribbon cutting because yeah. that's the right time to do it now that's step one um step two is hopefully we have something in our committee side that taps into your professional or personal uh interest and if yeah. we can do that whether it's helping plan a golf tournament or to our health care or transportation if we can tap you into one of those two yeah 
or, or one of the committees that, that gets you involved at a, at a personal and professional level where you're seeing direct benefit. Yeah. And then we're going to give you better access to anybody. So let's look at maybe a monthly luncheon, a first Friday, a, another opportunity like our elected officials meet and greet. One of those things where you get to meet other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not your personal professional because you're not really interested in hearing about uh, from county leadership, um, but you're getting that access on that end. Yeah. So kind of tailoring it those different ways. I think we can, again, 80%, I would, 80% of my members are joining to be visible so they can be credible, so they can obtain growth. Mm-hmm. So 80%, a lot of my program is going to be tied in and it's the other direct sides or indirect sides of what we do for y'all. Well, we're we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to probably drill down a little bit on some action items that businesses can do to grow. This is Zoe. This is Samantha. And we are the owners of Zomad Boutique, a contemporary women's clothing, shoes, and accessories boutique located at 102 North Gordon Street in the heart of downtown Alvin. You can visit us online at zomad.com. Hi, this is Carrie Perrin, president and CEO of the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. Here at the Chamber, we want to support local businesses. We want to give you visibility in the community. We want to give you opportunity in the community. And for those of you that aren't business owners, we want to let you know about all our wonderful Chamber members. And if you support them, you support our community. So remember, whether you're a business or a community member, when you eat, shop, play, and support local business, you support the community. And we're back with Jim Johnson, President and CEO of the Pearland Chamber of Commerce. I, I do love your answer as far as how people can get involved by going and seeing other people in the community. Uh, I'm amazed at the number of people that when we go to events, whether it's with a chamber or something else, the number of other businesses that are there willing to talk about and share their brand. What is a succinct way for somebody to tell other people like basically why they got started, why they're doing what they're doing and why you should shop them. You know, I, I, I think most people do a really bad job of that. I don't think most people sit down and really, you know, we joke about 30 second elevator pitch. Most people don't work on that. They most people don't work on, they want to network, but they have never sat down and really learned how to do that the right way. One thing we're working towards this year here is part of our orientation process. So we talked about onboarding and having a a sit down with a staff member. Second stage is to actually sit down with an orientation group setting. That's part one. But part two is really networking one-on-one. If you're telling me that you want to join for networking, you want to, are we giving you the skills? If we really want to serve business, promote growth, empower our community, we got to help you better understand how to network the right way because most people don't. And so I think, you know, the trainings I've helped with our members before is as simple as recognizing your 30 second elevator pitch. Isn't all about you. It's about what you can do for individuals. One, it's about making some successes and understanding that uh, not every person you come in contact is your ideal customer. <laughs> right. For uh, sure. It's the whole, let's throw a thousand business cards at everybody and hope oh that they stay, yeah. yeah. you know, which one stick. Right. And the three is have a, have some follow up. You know, how many times do you get, the, if you go in there and you're like, I want business cards and I come back with 20 business cards and I throw them in my truck and I don't do a single thing with it. I, yes. you know, I think some company, yeah, you're like, yeah, some of the best is like, if you hire a business development person, normally they have to do some sort of prove to you that they're doing business. Those yeah. people get it, but business owners, they're really good at running their business or hopefully they're good about it, but they haven't yeah. learned that other skill set. And I think to make that work, you, you gotta, there's gotta be some training on it. And there's not a lot of good training because 
Yeah. Where else would you, when do you learn that skill? Well, we will go to uh, ribbon cuttings and talk to the business owners and, and, or if a, uh, the copying connections that the Alvin mm-hmm. chamber does where they get all these business cards. Cause you draw one for the giveaway and they have the stack and they go, what do I do with them? I go email them, email yes. every last one of them. Thank you for coming. And we very rarely get emails yeah. despite like, us putting them in there every time. And I don't care if it's a copy paste, but getting to thank getting you, an email. Thank, thank you, you so much for attending my ribbon cutting or my yeah. coffee and connections. It was yeah. great to see you. Love to yeah, use Calendly and set up a 30 minute link. Well, so there is a, yeah. there is a rule of thumb that it takes three touches for somebody to remember you first yeah. of all. And it's like seven touches before somebody says, Oh, that's where I need to go. I need to make yeah. sure I go back. An email to them is your second touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And I think that opportunity to pull someone off to the side and just kind of, again, you're, you're placing the seed that one day we might be able to do business together. I mean, we, I've been doing this for four or five years in the area and it's slowly coming to fruition now, right? Like it takes time. If you go to a ribbon cutting, it's not just, I'm going to call you tomorrow cause I got to have this or that. One question that I have for you is how do you, I'm trying to think of something so I don't put you in a spot to an electrical company, like electricians. And then another electrician comes in and says, why should I join the chamber? You already have one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How do you kind of convince people that it's not just about like you're, maybe you're promoting that one electrician cause that's the only one, right? right. <laughs> you only have one electrician. That's a member of With the chamber. So that's who you're promoting. Right. Yeah. How do you kind of walk that line of, well, no, it, I mean, kind of like, I appreciate your view of a community. And right. it's everybody. So how do you kind of walk that through with someone who's coming in and saying, well, you already got someone else that's doing it. Yeah. I, 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 a lot of times when I hear that, well, my competition's already in there. And I, I, sometimes I'll pause and say, yeah, our two most popular categories that we see throughout, probably throughout the industry is restaurants and realtors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two uh, I would have picked. Right. <laughs> and and how many times do you make a decision based on multiple factors? And there are going to be people that love you and you love you as electrician that guess what? There's people that love your competition too, Yeah. but it, it's a crowded, I, you heard me say that earlier. It's a crowded market out there mm-hmm. and the opportunity to be visible in it through an, a, an association that's been around since the sixties uh, is going to elevate your credibility. And, and that's good for business. Yeah. I think that's a good way to say it. Number yeah. two is what we're doing in the community has made you choose to be a part of it. I stand by that we have been vital to the success of the community, that we have been a driving force in, in Pearland's economic success. And so you supporting us allows us to continue to be successful. Now, at the same time, that means there might be more electricians that come in, but you're going to have a leg up because you're already a part of this credible organization. Right. Yeah. And so you mentioned in the 90s, I think is when the Pearland EDC was started kind of as part how do you explain the difference between those two, between the chamber and sure. the EDC? Yeah, it's, I explain it two different ways. We are, we, economic development is the active recruitment and retention of businesses that qualify for certain sales tax funding, which is, I'm simplifying it. Sure, yeah, um, 10,000 foot view. Right, uh, we work very closely with them. We are actually, uh, we have a, a direct relationship with the Pearland Economic Development Corporation to do business retention and expansion for them. Meaning your chamber is the boots on the ground, one working with all of our target employers and employees to ensure that they're successful, that they stay here, that they grow here, and they expand here. And we are contractually obligated to do that in the best possible way. And it allows us to have another foot in the door with understanding all sides of businesses to be successful. Yeah. So, um, 
Econo- and you know, and we, since our close relationship, we have a good understanding of what they're doing in our community. So if your business does qualify for that opportunity, great. Pearland is doing some exciting things. They just uh, are announcing the Pearland Innovation Hub, which is a, uh, a partnership with focused on entrepreneurs. And they are going to have yeah. a, we're going to have a navigator as the title of this person here in our community. We're, you know, if we said that uh, business retention is our some of our larger employees. We're, we're having a plan in place for those smaller businesses so they can, yeah. those seeds, as y'all mentioned, can get planted and we can grow them and have another targeted employee on that end. I'm not going to lie. I did see that job posting whenever it came out. I was like, God, that would just be the coolest job. I mean, it, it is. What's your job? I, I help businesses grow. Oh, it's, cool. it's, it's like, it's like, that's it, it, give me more detail. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's one of the neatest thing, you know, in, in the, the syncness of our community is amazing right now. You know, you have your chamber that's working together with all these entities like the creation of the navigator, the Pearland Innovation Hub for that entrepreneur, that real startup. We have the small business development center here in our building uh, that allows people to help go after, you know, things like coaching and, and capital and consulting. Your chamber that is kind of like we're here to help you. We're not I always say one of the things you'll hear me say is we are not the experts, but we're the experts on knowing who the experts are. Right. We're the, we're we're really good middlemen and that's a good place to be because you need those people in life. And then at the next level you have a relationship with the Economic Development Corporation, the city of Pearland to ensure, you know, business climate strong, that our larger employers are here, we can have workforce. It's yeah. there's some syncing going on here in our community that's just fantastic. You mentioned earlier what Somebody coming in for, I have a, kind of a two-part question. One is for that introverted business owner that doesn't really feel comfortable getting out in the community, but probably falls partly in that 20% that don't come. But secondly, what can a business do to promote the chamber, not the other way around? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that we've just established for the the promotion is a, a digital membership sticker. And what I mean by that is opposed to uh, somebody using our logo, um, or just we give them the, the nice sticker on the wall. It's a digital sticker that says "Proud Members for 2022." You can promote that on your business, link it back to our website. Uh, ties you with a credible organization. If we've been around as a as an entity since the 1500s, I think there's some credibility in there, and and some people <laughs> reckon. I hope so. Recognize that the introvert part is you know uh, we have a great partnership with our ambassadors. Uh, they're great key volunteers tie into one of them. And if there's an opportunity for them to help you navigate, because I mean, truly who loves showing up at an event with 150 people that they don't know anybody, you know, you might, I do see, (laughs) you might love it, you know, but I I think there's a lot of people that that's, uh, his wife does not like, like doesn't enjoy it as much. So if we can, um, pair them with somebody, cause you makes that introduction. I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So, and we, we put in at like our biggest events, our monthly luncheon, every table, that's not a reserve table has an ambassador sitting there so that they can help you guide the conversation and make mm-hmm. you feel a little bit more comfortable. So if you are an introvert, maybe you feel a little bit more comfortable because you know somebody. Yeah. And here's a question that I love asking. Again, I'm going to tee you up because I believe in the chamber, but we'll meet businesses who say, oh, I used to be a member of the chamber. They didn't do anything for me. I never got anything out of it. I want to argue with them and tell them it's not really the chamber's job to grow your business. You get to participate and help, but I'm going to let the chamber president. And so when someone says, I don't want to join the chamber, I was a member once and I never got anything out of it. But how do you? <laughs> so yeah, multiple answers, but the first one, I always, you know, it's shame on us as an entity. I'll start off with that. If we didn't manage your expectations from the beginning and you were telling me you wanted customers, but we couldn't understand when you could get away, we weren't doing our job. And, you know, apologizing is always a good start on that end. But um, at the same time is uh, we We'll provide access and op- more, I will say this, we will provide more opportunities and access to 
for you to be visible than any other organization in our community. And I stand by that statement. We do 150 plus events ranging yeah. from the morning to the evening. You're going to have more opportunity. If, if that's what you were looking for, but you can't be there. Great. I, and I turn around and said, how do you get customers now? Where yeah. do, and it's a true question. It's not rhetorical. Where do you find your customers? And if the question, and then they give an answer and we say, how's that working out for you? Either it's going to be excellent. I'd have more business than I ever did. That doesn't happen very often. We're looking yeah. for more customers. Let's see how we can talk you through that and see where the, if that's working for you, let's, let's grow on what we do and grow on that a little bit more. Yeah, you're right. So I got one final question and here it is. Where do you see a little under a year in the Paraland chamber um, back at, I guess I should say, where do you see the future of the Paraland chamber say, let's do the one year, three year, five year. <laughs> no, you know, I'll, I'm going to tap into our strategic plan because hopefully that's where we are and we, we stay within that area. But one thing that it, we are trying to be more deliberate in, and you've heard me say empower our community because that's in our mission. Um, but one of our priority areas is benefit the community. And in that is the chamber needs to lead by example. Uh, and we need to be more, um, recognizing that how our businesses define communities is different. It could be Shadow Creek. It could be Northern Brazoria County. It could be all of Brazoria County. I don't know. Could it be just Pearland? We need to work closer with our, our colleagues, our Alvin Manville Chamber, our Brazoria County Hispanic Chamber, South Belt, Friendswood, all the ones that geographically are near us. Mm-hmm. As an entity, because we are not connected in any way, shape, or form, we're all individual nonprofits, we need to proactively work with each other. And if, and if I could have a win in a year from now, it'd be that we've partnered deliberately with some of our colleagues on something, whether yeah. a training event, publications, whatever that looks like. And says together, we believe that because rising tides raise all ships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we found it a little bit differently or at different times doesn't mean we can't proactively work. Because our if we benefit our businesses in Pearland, there's going to be members in Alvin Manville that see a benefit of it. If it benefits Alvin Manville, there's going to be businesses in Pearland. That benefit yeah, from yeah, that. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, you know, stat wise, we want to have more members. I think our goal at the end of the year is to be closer to 700. So we're on a fast pace to do that. We welcome 31 new members in January this year, 19 wow, in February. Fantastic. So we're on a good pace of that to, to grow the organization. Nice. Growing's great, but we want to make sure that our members are satisfied and we use data like net promoter score to gauge satisfaction of our members. And so yeah. we want to be satisfied members. We're going to look for more members. We're looking for uh, regional partnerships. And this chamber will, the Pearland Chamber will go through our accreditation process to the U.S. Chamber. So if we do this in a year from now, we'll be able to tell you what our rating is through that. And we'll be excited nice. to get accredited with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. That's All right. Awesome. Last question is how does somebody go about making that first step to join the Pearland Chamber? You know, I, 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 step one, come in our door. I mean, one, we're here for you. Uh, we have six full-time staff members that are dedicated to your. And the address to, is? Uh, 6117 Broadway. Or uh, there's an amazing thing out there. It's called the internet. You can go to paralandchamber.org. I know, it's new. It's <laughs> new. I, I, we're going to break you news. There's something called the internet. Paralandchamber.org. You'll see a full access to staff. You'll see our wide join page, which outlines a lot of what we've talked about with that visibility, credibility, yeah. uh, and growth. And then also you'll have contacts to all staff. But again, I'm just because my title, we were talking about titles at Presencio, I'm, I'm here for our members too. If you're a business and you just want to chat with me, we'll make it happen because we're here for you to be help you on the long run. Fantastic. Good discussion. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. If you're interested, listener, in sponsoring Creating Community with Dorian and Jake, we'd love to talk to you. Our goal is to reach our community and let them know about great leaders and businesses that are helping to make it better. 
If you want to be a part of that, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com to start the conversation. We talk each week about our goal with this podcast, but we want to mention that we also produce podcasts for others. If you have an, an idea for a podcast and would like to discuss it with us, we'd be happy to schedule a meeting to do so. You can email us at info at 1820marketing.com and let us know you heard about us on the podcast. Thank you to Zomad Boutique and the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce for sponsoring the show. And thank you to the Paraland Chamber for letting us come in and record at the Paraland Commerce Center. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is produced by 1820Marketing and is available wherever you get your podcast. Show notes are also available at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week.